Mr. Britson, welcome. Hey, Mark, how are you? Thanks for thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I look forward to this. How long uh, How long have you been with us now? Going on. I two, started two in. Just trying to remember. Yeah, it's probably been just over two years. I know it was. Uh, I think it was April first was was when I officially made the the move over. Yeah, April I remember. 1st, so I was waiting for you to say joke. <laughs> I think it was 2021, I believe. Yeah, because you guys yeah, were already in the market. Right. You yeah, guys were already about in the a market. year in, and yeah, yeah. And so, what what um, what made you reach out to us? Yeah, well, actually, you guys reached out to me. Oh, did okay. And sorry. I took one of those. Well, phone, I took one of those phone calls, okay. um, which you know, typically you get those phone calls a lot. And uh, at that time, you know, I was kind of like I was really curious about Berkshire Hathaway and them coming into the marketplace and what that looked like. So yeah, I had a casual conversation with Christine, and it's sort of one thing sort of led to the to the next. And you know, I was always looking for that business, that company, that brokerage that could elevate my brand. I was looking to elevate my brand from my previous brokerage, and I was always I always found myself like sort of trying to you know identify myself differently from what they were doing. Um, so. When, in doing that, I was looking, like I said, to elevate that that brand. And Berkshire, you know, new to the Canadian market. Let me listen to this. Let me hear what's going on. Um, and yeah, it's been incredible ever since. Um, it's I, funny. A lot of people are in the same boat. Like a lot of people are scared to make that move, right? And not yeah. knowing what that transition is going to be like. Yeah. And what it's going to do to their business. They're 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 doing well. Yeah. And you know, if it's not fixed, if it's not broken, let's not fix it. Right. So so. Talk to me about the transition, like the transition process, uh, how you navigated it, how, how we helped you navigate it. And then, oh, actually, no, I got a, sorry, I got a, I got a treat for you. What do we got here? Someone, someone told me that you're obsessed with freezies, <laughs> but you're not allowed to eat them at home. Your wife, your wife won't let okay. you. Yeah, I'm not actually allowed. So hopefully so my wife doesn't you. see this yeah. red. This is a good don't, one. Don't tell her. Oh, thanks. Yeah, he's going to cut it off. He's, he has to eat it. She's Can not allowed to take it home with him. Thanks, Andy. How did you guys hear about this? Uh, I know Just everything. I know everything. <laughs> I know other things, too. Do you want to hear about the... the Couldn't talk the, about them on the podcast. Do you want to hear about the story about the freezies? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, my... my I heard wife, you hide them in the garage. Yeah, I had them... I had them, I had them hidden in the garage. And um, my wife came out, and it, it, it had... It literally seemed like... She thought... I thought that she, she was so mad at me as felt like I cheated on her. Like she was like, I can't believe you've been doing this the whole time and you have freezies stashed away. Uh, it's just super You're funny. on the garbage. Thanks. Um, uh, what's, the deal Sorry, with the, what's the deal with the freezies? Is it nostalgic for you? Is it yeah, good? you know what? Like, oh, so good. When I was young, my parents would always have a box. Like in the summer, they'd stash them away in the basement freezer. And, you know, my, both my parents worked full-time jobs. So... A lot of times we babysat ourselves, like once we got to to the right age. So there was always freezies in the basement. It's an easy was, lunch. It's a delicious lunch. Yeah, absolutely. It's a ton of nutrition. There's. Right? It's funny now that I look at it. Now there's 16 grams of sugar in here, which is fucking <laughs> like insane. Ha, like it's half a Mars bar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's wild. And Thank you. Uh, and uh, your wife doesn't like them. She doesn't have the same. No appreciation. No, no, she definitely does not. Um, she almost. Uh, almost kicked me out of the house when she found them in the freezer. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay, so back to, back to the transition. How, yeah. how did that transition look for you? And, and, yeah. and how, you know, how did it affect your business? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So I guess I had, so I had built a team. I had started to build a, build a team at my last brokerage. Um, and, you know, I thought if I could take everything that I was doing at the last the previous brokerage in terms of, because we do, we're pretty heavy on lead generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have ISAs in the past that have been making phone calls for us. So we're really big on, you know, providing that value to our clients or to our leads. And then eventually we close them. So I was figuring if I can take that, um, that, that foundation that we have and I can, you know, bring it to a bigger, better brand, um, then I, th- I felt like I could elevate and that we could really exponentially grow quickly. Um, but the other piece, the reason why I joined Berkshire too, is uh, I've been following you guys since the Blue Elephant days and, and the marketing um, that you guys provide, uh, which was second to none. I mean, you guys did an amazing job uh, marketing. So I figured, and I used to, I know I've told you this before, but I used to, we used to knock off some of your, yeah, some of your brochure. Duncan and Andrew on here a few weeks ago and they were talking about how they used to knock our stuff off as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. So we would knock off some of your stuff and, and, um, I remember actually the first time that you came by the office, I had to actually hide our buyer's guide <laughs> from you. Because <laughs> I was like, oh shit, he can't see these. Um, but yeah. Oh, we take it as a compliment. Yeah. Like, no, we, like, totally. We really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so that's really, I was looking for the elevated brand and I was looking for that marketing piece and some of that could help us, you know, deliver those amazing, that amazing marketing that you guys do. And, you know, listening to Christine, listening to, to the offer. Um, I mean, I just felt like the timing was right. It felt like, you know, I could, I saw the value with you guys and it was just a matter of, you know, talking to my team and, and then transitioning over and, you know, made the phone call to my previous broker and said, thank you very much, but uh, we're going to move on. Uh, and how did the conversations go with your team? Um, they were, you know what, like they were excited. They they were excited. They weren't like, there was some people that ended up staying and there was, I would say, I'd say two or three stayed at the previous brokerage and five or six of them came with me. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, they saw the value and those were agents that had been with me and, and do a good, you know, yearly business. It's a career for them. Whereas the other ones were, I think they were more concerned about, um, I guess it, it came down to dollars and cents dollars with and them, cents. right? Let's like they, yeah. yeah. Having the foresight to see the, the upside. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So what, what, you know, talking about your team then and building out your team, what, what kind of agents make up your team or what are you looking for in an agent when you're interviewing them for your team? Yeah. Number one, they have to fit in with the team from a culture standpoint. Um, and number like the probably bigger than that is, are you a hustler? Mm-hmm. Are you coming into this business to figure out how it works um, and to actually do transactions? There's a lot of agents that, you know, they get their license, they join a brokerage. And I understand, you know, you're learning a lot. You're, you need to take everything in. You need to understand. But they're, this is not easy. And everyone, I mean, I watch a lot of realtor podcasts and and see them on reels and on social media and all that. They always talk about how competitive it is. And it is. There's 70,000 agents. Every uh, brother, uncle, nephew is an agent. Mm -hmm. So how do you set yourself apart? Um, And that's that's something that we really try to focus on, um, how we can bring value to our clients. And I think a lot of it is through education, right? Educating them. Um, so they're watching you, they're seeing what you're doing on your social media. Um, you know, we're bringing value and education to them. Uh, and then eventually they transact. 
it might not be with you, but they see the value in a lot of times. And that's why we get, we, so a lot, I would probably say 40% of our business is done through cold call, like our lead generation leads that we, that we get um, through various means. Um, I would say 40% of our business is done through that. So these are people that we don't know. They're not, we have no connection with them, but they're seeing uh, the value through our emails, text messages, social media. What does that look like? What, what is that value? You know, how, how do you connect with these people? How do you how do you resonate with them so that they're thinking about you when they're ready to transact? Yeah, we will. I mean, gone, I think, are the days of like that hard sell uh, where, you know, you're on the phone and you're just, uh, you know, you're just pounding their, that, that phone call, that text message. I think it's more of, um, you know, here's some information. You're asking for some information. Here's the information. We're going to provide it to you. And then we're just going to, you know, let you look at it, digest it. And then say, if you need any help in the future, or you have any questions, just reach out to us. And sometimes right away they make, you know, they call us or text us and they, they want to talk. Sometimes it's six months down the road, but a lot of times it's, two, three, four years down the road. And we have, in our CRM system, we probably have 15,000 people that are in our CRM. Um, and I would say there's, I would say the majority of them transact after a year to two years. That's the majority yeah. of them, uh, those leads will transact. And it's because they're watching yeah, our we've content. Had people, we've had people surface after years. Like, years. Like, I think we launched, um, you know, officially using our CRM back in 2014, 2013, late 2013. And we've had people transact, uh, transact in the last two years yeah. from that original database. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It's a, it's a slow play. You know, it's the biggest transaction that someone's going to make in their life, right? So it takes time, mm -hmm. right? And I think a lot of the agents that sort of see, you know, the, the glitz and glam of that, they don't really understand how long this process can take. We do have people that transact right away and they get lucky. Um, we obviously, like at our brokerage, we have a, a ton of mentorship. We show people like how to actually physically talk to someone on the phone and what yeah. to talk about and the cadence of what that looks like. That's some of the value that we bring at my office specifically is that is that one-on-one -on -one sort of mentorship or a, that team aspect, right? Like today we had a phone call uh, at 11.11, which I ended up missing, I'm sorry. Um, but every Tuesday at 11.11, we do a team phone call. And we just go around. We talk about what we're seeing in the marketplace. We talk about, you know, listings that are coming out, buyers that we're working with, things that we're seeing, um, and how to, you know, handle objections, how to handle the current market. I mean, this market right now is, is tough, and, I've, and I can see it across the board. And I was talking to a, a fellow client of, or a fellow realtor of mine, and she was saying that this is in her 18 years in the business, that this is the toughest, toughest market that she's been in. For sure. Which is, I'm, 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 I've been in the industry for seven years. You've been on a good roll here. Like, yeah. I moved to Toronto in, in 2000. Right. And I bought my first condo in 2001. And since then, it's just been a steady climb. 2001. Right? We had a few like plateaus. We yeah. had a few you know, yeah. some minor pullbacks. Yeah. You know, 2008 was a big slow up but nothing like the experience south of the border. Right. This is our 2008 yeah. for the most part, right? Yeah. We haven't seen the, the price decline that to that extent, right. but from a volume perspective, we're actually in line with 2008 south of the border, Yeah. right? The drop in volume. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so it's, it is, it's tough to navigate. So interesting, like, 
prices are going down, but the supply is just not there. You know what I mean? Like, so, and there's all of these, and you see the rental prices just continue. I saw something today. It was a one plus one, 600, 650 square foot condo, downtown Toronto. It was listed at $2,900. The, the um, landlord took it off the market because they were getting so much attention on it. They took it off the market, relisted it for 32, and they ended up getting 3,300. Come on. For a one plus one, 3,300 dollars. Like, come on. It's mind blowing. 600 square feet. Yeah, 600 square feet. And there wasn't. It, it was. Uh, you know, some people are going to say it's very like you know, from from an investment standpoint, it sounds great. Yeah. Right? Because it's hard to make you know things cash flow these days. Yeah, it is. But disenchanting from anybody wanting to get into the rental market or, or, or what's to come in yeah. the resale market as yeah. well, right? Yeah. Like yeah. We, we all know we're we're in a little bit of a blip right now, but there's still huge demand. There's Tons. Only more demand coming because of uh, the liberals' policies yeah. on immigration. Um, yeah. So I don't know. We're, we're in a bit of a, a blip now, but it's going to be interesting. You're see that translate back to the the sale market yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about cash flow, so. The first house that I bought was, it was a semi-detached in Toronto, um, in the Bloordale area. Uh, and it's a two and a half stories. So we, we bought that house. It was listed at like, I, I want to say 570, which is wild. Cause now I'm working with clients that yeah. <laughs> are trying to get into the market <coughs> and 570 isn't even enough for a one bedroom. Um, and the cash flow on that was, I think it was around 1500 bucks a month on top. So we were paying our mortgage, our utilities, everything. Um, and it, we were still cash flowing $1,500 on top. And now you can't find that. There's nothing, not even if you go in the outskirts, you know, to, to the peripheral areas, there's nothing out there that will cash flow yeah. that kind of. So it's, uh, it's very interesting. It's funny. I think back to 2000 when I was buying that first condo, it was in district loss. I think it was actually 2001. It was in district loss. Um, Right at Richmond and Spadina. Yeah. I remember my condo was like a two-story, 1,100-square-foot place. And Beautiful. I was buying it for about four in north northeast corner, full view of the city. Yeah. Like even the bathroom had a massive window. Like, wow. Like two of these put together. Yeah. And I was paying 400 for it, which was way more than I could afford at the time. I was totally stretching myself. But I remember looking at homes just as a you know another option Yeah. Uh, over on Bellwoods. Oh yeah, okay. For five hundred, and yeah. I was like five hundred thousand. That's crazy. And like, should I stretch myself the extra hundred thousand to get into some soil? Yeah. And you know, I, I was like, no, I'm already overstretched, so I jumped into the condo. But Bellwoods, those beautiful homes over there, 500. for five hundred thousand dollars at the time. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's wild. It's a different time. It totally different. is. So tell me, tell me about your team and um, the value. So when you're when you're looking for agents, are you are you bringing on new agents, new agents into the business? Yeah, you know we. Uh, so we bring new agents into our branch office, but not necessarily into onto the team. So we look at it as, uh, you know, you're going to play for the Marlies. Um, you're going to come into the office. You're still going to get the same benefits of the lead generation. We have a full studio in our office. So a lot of our, our team members and agents will utilize the studio um, for social media purposes. You know, I think that's the best way to, mm -hmm. to, really, con to really touch um, a lot of your leads and clients nowadays. Video is so important right now. So important. That's why we're doing this right now. Um, so they can still utilize all of the, the what we have, but the team, the, the benefit of, of joining the team is that um, you are going to get 
A, the, the best leads. <laughs> the, the best leads that, that come through our system, but you're also going to get, uh, and those leads generally are through like listings, like realtor.ca, we'll, we'll have leads come through there where someone really wants to see a place. Um, so that's sort of the benefit of, of joining the team, but also, uh, you know, the team atmosphere and learning. And, and, you know, we do, like I was talking about, we do those 11-11 on Tuesdays. We do those What's phone the calls. significance of the 11-11? Yeah, we were just trying to figure out a time that that uh, and what would stick. So the eleven eleven was just something that people could remember, and you know, some realtors don't get up too early in the morning either. So <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was just a good time uh, right before right before lunch. Um, so you have that we we do that we do that those team calls. You have that one on one mentoring, and that's something that I provide specifically, or we have other agents, more senior agents on our team that provide that mentorship go out on listing appointments just to shadow, go out on working with a buyer just to shadow. We also have our in-house staff that helps you through transactions uh, in terms of like how to do the paperwork properly, how to submit it, um, steep learning curve. Deal with offer nights. All of that stuff. So, um, so when you join the team, you have to, you have to have, uh, A, you have to be full-time, you have to be committed, hustling, and you have to want to you know so there's a there's not really like i can't just say okay uh you know you check all the boxes you can join the team it just there's there has to be a you know obviously you have to have that work ethic but i have to have a good feeling about you yeah. and you have to you know fit it's, in good, the it's good for us right because we don't hire new agents um but we will through a team meaning right. if we have new agents coming to us that you know we put them through a bit of a process where we see something in them um yeah, we'll, we'll pass them on to people like yourself or Duncan or um, uh, Heather and whatnot. Yeah, uh, just so that the the team leads, they have the environment of the team support and, yeah. and help be mentored. Right? Exactly. So, yeah, a lot of people that you know come into real estate, um, they you know they come from various backgrounds, various uh, professional careers that they've been in. Yeah, it's, it's usually uh, a second career, right? It it usually is. Yeah, it's. Um, but it, it's you have to be a hustler and a grinder. And if you want to be successful in this business, you have to be able to go after the business. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna be. Everyone is like super nice and can talk on the phone, and you know, they can. You can learn how to transact. But are you gonna go out and get that business? And that is the toughest thing in in the in real estate in For Toronto sure. is going after and finding those clients and talking to people. Right. So tell me about your team and how they're utilizing the studio. What, what kind of content are they creating with the studio? Yeah, so anywhere from like the younger guys are, are doing TikToks, uh, reels. Uh, doing and the scissor dance? I don't even know what that have is. Have you done the scissor yet? <laughs> no. So I have no idea what that is, actually. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to show you. Okay. Um, yeah, so reels for Instagram. Um, and then, you know, spreading that across your whole platform. Um, is huge. I mean, put on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. We really like. Um, and really, LinkedIn. So yeah. Tell me yeah. about tell me about LinkedIn. Your use of LinkedIn. Yeah, I, I mean, LinkedIn. Uh, it's more professionals, right? Yeah. It's not like obviously we. It depends on the type of content. Uh, we won't put like funny dances on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. but if we're showing that value that we bring, um, you know, how to buy. A condo if you're a first-time home buyer or how what what it takes to sell a house um you know providing that type of value and putting that on linkedin where people are 
I'd say like LinkedIn, people primarily are looking at when they're actually in the workplace, right? When they're when they have that, when when they're thinking uh, about they're thinking, work, they're thinking they're business. Thinking they're business. not looking for a scissor dance. They're not looking. Yeah, they're not looking just to sort of like out, you know, just get an outlet and flip through a feed and watch whatever. But, yeah. So, uh, I think it's an important platform, and I mean, you can also when some of the leads that come through, you can see what they do. It, it sort of gives you a prerequisite as to who this person is. Mm. So yeah, LinkedIn's, uh, I think it's pretty valuable. So it's so running the team. There's a, there's obviously a huge commitment there. There's a lot of responsibility of people that are waiting for you to give some direction and some, some reason, provide resources. I, I know your wife has her own business as well. Yeah. You just had a new baby, Lexi, yep. and uh, tell, tell me about trying to navigate business for both you and your wife. Uh, uh, how you guys are managing? This. Yeah, yeah, it's been. How's your, how's your sleep? Number you know one. what? She's she's great. She's uh, she's a good, really good sleeper, which is awesome. Um, we don't, got don't, her. Don't jinx yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Me. I like, knock on wood. Um, she she's been great so far, and uh, we got we have her in a routine, and and that's that's big for for us. Oh, is you know put her into a you know we feed her at the same time at night. We bathe her at the same time. It's all, yeah, it has to be a schedule. So we put her down. She's really good, <clears throat> sleeps. Um, my wife will wake up with her maybe once or twice during the night, and I will get up in the morning with her around 6, 6.30 um, and, you know, do my thing with her and play and is have Lindsay fun. Is Lindsay back to work yet? She is, yeah. She, uh, she, didn't, she runs her own business, right? Yeah. So just like I run my own business, we, you know, there's no mat leave, there's no pat leave. Like, we, we are there, and, yeah. you know, fortunately for Lindsay, she's working on a few deals right now, which is great. Um, she's in mergers and acquisitions, which has been a great compliment to... I heard murders and acquisitions. Murders. <laughs> yeah, not murders. I'm pretty sure you meant mergers. mergers. <laughs> <laughs> she's in mergers and acquisitions, which has been a great compliment to both of our businesses. When... She sometimes will have someone that will come through looking to sell their business and there could be a property component. So I will step in and, and help her on the property side and vice versa. I sometimes I meet people on the commercial side that are looking to, you know, transact, transact their commercial space and they have a business as well. So it's it's been good. We've actually uh, we've closed a few deals in the past um, and she's really busy right now. So it's it's quite the balance. It's for us with the with Lexi, the newborn. So I will right after this. I told you I got a hard stop and I got to race home and allow her to to get to work. So we kind of do this uh, juggling act at the moment. Yeah, that's what you have to do, right? Yeah. Um, tell me about your plans for growth. What, what's your five year plan look like? Yeah. So what honestly, like, what we're looking at is just keeping the team. Uh, we have a really good core group of people. And if we're going to bring anyone else on, they really, really need to fit properly. Maybe stars. Right. Uh, but what I'm really trying to do is, you know, trim the fat, cut the tail off, and just go hard and heavy with the people that I do have. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I will still – we still look at bringing people on to our branch office. And, again, there's sort of that you're going to play on the Marlies, and you, we're going to see how you do. And you might get the call up. Um, but it's not guaranteed. And mm -hmm. that's kind of, it's in the past, it's, you know, we, we kind of were just an open door and we we're just allowing anyone sort of to roll in. But do, do they sit in on the 1111 meetings? 
Uh, yes, yeah. they do. Yeah. So you still get the 1111, you get the studio time, and you get the lead generation. And, and then they're starting to understand how the process works, how your team works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Good. good. Um, so, yeah, that's been that's been great. And yeah, I forgot the question. Five-year plan. Like, what, oh, yeah. What's your growth plans? Yeah. Um, so we're, we're going very heavy into the video side. Um, so we're really trying to, to push... Uh, and really get in front of, of people and get in front of our customers and speak to them. Um, you know, I've only been in this business for seven years. There's been people on the team, on my team, that have been in the business a little bit longer, but I'd say we're still fairly new. Mm -hmm. um, we're a newer team, but we bring a lot of value to our clients um, through, you know, staging is, is a big component to the business. It's something that we, I've actually started a staging company on the side, so we're providing staging. Because um, we know that there's huge value in in staging a home, right? Yeah, if you're not and, staging and your know. listings, you're yeah. doing your client a disservice. Yeah, it drives me nuts when I see you know the cell phone shots, no staging of properties, and I'm like, yeah. how? Like, yeah. why would you do that? I don't know. <laughs> That's the uncles blood. and the nephews, and yeah, exactly. Right. That's exactly that. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, and lastly, well, not lastly, but um, last big topic is. Influences and and mentor. Who, who, who do you have? Do you have any mentors? Have you used mentorship in your business? Who's been your biggest influence? Um, of other colleagues that you've watched in the in the industry? Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's part of the reason why. I also, I wanted to join Berkshire. I wanted to, you know, I know that there's some heavy hitters at this at this office in this brokerage, um, and that is the only way that I really learn is watching what others are doing. Um, you know, how did that person get to where they are? What are they doing? How did, mm -hmm. so I try to implement, you know, pieces of that into my business because, and that's part of the reason why I did start the team was, you know, when I got into this, I had no idea what I was doing. I knew I, I, I could hustle and I could get out there and find the business. And I have a pretty good sphere of friends and family. Um, but I did it all on my own. I didn't have anyone that was showing me the ropes and how to do things. So um, as I grow, I wanted to, you know, A, I, I thought I could bring value to other people and they could, you know, join my team. I could sort of help them through um, that big learning curve and show them eh, collaboration as well as another is a, is a great thing. But, you know, having the, the heavy hitters here like Paul Nuska and Heather Haddon, uh, you know, they've been in the industry for a long time and they know what they're doing. So, um, in terms of mentors, they, they might not even know that they're mentors to yeah, me, but, sure. uh, but I watch them and I see what they're doing. And yeah. you don't necessarily have, have to even met your mentor, right? It's just people that you're watching and yeah. just looking at their practices and what they've, uh, totally. what's worked, what hasn't worked. Yeah. Yeah. You're my mentor. I mean, I want to, I want to learn from you. I want to see how you grew, how, you know, and just by watching Lots of punches, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of punches. I know a lot of punches to be taken. I know. Yeah. I know. That's business, right? Yeah, uh, nothing's sure. easy and yeah. everyone always sees if it the, was easy everybody be doing it exactly yeah. everyone sees the the glitz and glam and but they don't know what Seven happens behind the closed doors yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. uh lastly last two questions um top two neighborhoods in toronto yeah which i probably know one of them already yeah well queen west i mean that's where my office is located um i live just north of it i'm hopefully eventually one day going to move Come closer to my office uh, but I just, I mean, it's just such a, a great family, such a great friendly, vibe. Yeah, yeah, family friendly neighborhood. Um, you know, there's cafes and restaurants and, you know, go to Trinity Bellwoods Park, ride your bike around. Like, it's just, it's, 
it's cozy, um, even though you're in the middle of the city, which can be for other people that don't live in the city, they look at the city and go, wow, it's a scary place sometimes. But, you know, it's just a, it's a great neighborhood. And, uh, you know, I love being there. Second? Second. It's a great question. I always, I always really loved Roncesvalles, um, just because, you know, close to Hyde Park, close to the beach at Sunnyside, close to that pool, um, you know, big, beautiful homes, uh, family neighborhood. Beautiful and, homes. Over yeah. And then, in the west side of Ronsey. Yeah, exactly. Closer to Hyde Park. And then walk over to Roncesvalles and you have everything that you need, you know. So I love that. I'd like to see a few more restaurants in that area, but yeah. Yeah. And I think my opinion on that has changed over the years where when I was younger, I thought, you know, Liberty Village was the cool spot or King Street was the coolest spot. Shit show. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so it's definitely. But if you're, if you're in that age and you're in that demographic, that's a place to be. No, totally. I mean, I still work out. Um, it's fun. I still work out in Liberty Village, just outside Liberty Village, and so we go through there all the time. And Queen West still has, you know, a lot of young people. There's a lot of condos down in, in that demographic is still very young. Um, so yeah, it's it's great, and I think that's why I like Queen West as well because you know you go to the you go to the south side of Queen and. A lot of condos, a lot of young, younger demographic. Yeah. You go to the north side and you have, you know, the houses, the homes. So you get that mixture of, of people and, and diversity, which yeah, is great. I think, I think Liberty is just, you know, it's so dense for that population. And it's just, you know, it is what it is, though. It's, for, it's perfect for that age group. And they keep building more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and top two favorite restaurants in the city. Yeah. Um, honestly, when Batty Alley came out, it, on Dover Court and Argyle, I loved it. I have, you know, I, this is I can't believe but I you haven't, haven't. Had slice yet. I haven't had slice yet. Every was, time I've gone there, there's a lineup, and I just can't do it. Just yeah. like, don't wait in line. No, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. when you and I went there, there was no line. My kids but, always. What's the ice cream shop on Osington? Oh, uh, you know, like. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. There, my kids are just screaming. Out the I've never stood in that line, yet. and I just can't wait in line for no. an ice cream cone. No, no. Um, so yeah, Batty Alley, I would say is gotta be like the best pizza. We'll get a six pack someday and we'll go stay on the line. Done. Okay. Second. Um, there's so many restaurants, Mark, like it's insane and new ones pop up all the time. Um, I wouldn't necessarily like, it would have to be somewhere that has really great service. Um, man, you stumped me. There's so many good spots. Yeah, come up with one. Um, I would probably say Chubby's, Jamaican food oh, on on. I uh, love those Jamaican wings. Yeah, yeah, really cool experience, good vibe. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love great. Jamaican food. That's awesome. Well, thanks for coming. I know you're on a tight schedule, so we'll get you out of here just in time. So Perfect. Lindsay doesn't get mad at you for being late and as well as having a freezy. <laughs> she actually just called me. I think she saw me eating the freezy. <laughs> <laughs> you take one for the road as well. Yeah, thank awesome. you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Mark. Okay. I appreciate it.